Hi, I'm Laura Boswell. And I'm Peter Keegan. And there's the talented Mr B on sand. Want to take the leap and become a working artist, the sort that actually gets to make art and pay the bills at the same time? We're both that sort of artist and we're going to help you become one too. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about criticism and feedback. Art is a subjective subject, so it's obvious that not everyone is going to like what you are producing. So what can we do to protect ourselves from criticism? Well, I would say the first thing that you have to do is to develop that thick skin that's going to protect you. And one of the best ways of doing that is to understand that criticism directed towards your art is not directed to you personally. Mm. People are viewing your art. They don't know you as a person. And that's easier said than done sometimes. Much easier said than done, yes. Because, <laughs> of course, art is such a personal thing. It is all yeah. about you and what you want to say and how you're reacting to something. And it, it can hurt when someone, not so much doesn't get it, but actually outrightly says they don't like it. It's sort of saying they don't like a part of you, but you sort of have to put that barrier up, don't you? You do. But, but the thing to remember, as I say, is that they are looking at the artwork. They're not looking at you, the person. They don't know you. Mm. So um, that's important to remember because there is a difference. Yeah, yeah. I'm always, I always remind myself as, 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 an, as an artist, as a maker, I suppose I want, of course, I want people to like my work. Oh, we all do that's that. That's why yeah, we do it. But not everyone is going to like what I do. And I have to remind myself, I don't like all the work out there. No. I'm kind of playing by the same game. No, that's if you very like. easy to forget. Because when I'm, when I'm looking at a work mm. of art, I think, oh, I don't like that. I do not think what that artist is going to feel no. and how they're going to react. I just, I'm no. reacting in positive. And saying, nor I don't are like you that. hating on that artist or indeed it may be not on all their work. It yeah. may be just that particular piece doesn't resonate with you mm. or it's a bad day and you're in a bad mood mm. or what have you. So it's always worth remembering how you react to other people's work yeah. when you're evaluating how someone has reacted to your work. Yeah. And it's, it's, I, I, People react to work in different ways. You know, there's this taste. I like that. I don't like that. And then they're looking at kind of, I suppose, slightly deeper. So people are more appreciative of art. They'd look at things like the, the colour or the design. And they might say, I like that, but I'm not as interested mm. in that. And no, no, that's mm. more critical. And that's mm. fine. You can kind of, I, I personally can take and appreciate that sort of more feedback or interaction that they can explain clearly why they mm. don't like it. It's harder when they say, oh, I don't like that. <laughs> well, yeah. because I'm not into that sort of well, stuff. Well, yeah, um, I mean, maybe in a little while we'll just have a chat about how you react to different ways of criticism. Mm. But the thick skin, to go back to the thick skin again, it's not just about your art. If you venture into other areas like teaching, for example, mm. or indeed when you're dealing with galleries and stuff like that, again, you do need to be able to deal with situations where you're not being told you're wonderful mm. and, and that happens, there are problems. quite a yeah, bit, doesn't it? Absolutely. I, I find it. And yeah. I've got to be okay. I'm, my studio is always open to the public because mm. I'm based on a National Trust uh, site and, uh, you know, the site I think attracts about 30,000 visitors a year. Mm. And when I first moved in, I thought, wow, everyone's going to walk in and go, God, look at all this lovely artwork. And it was quite a shock to the system that people were coming in and some were being very flattering and complimentary. But there was a huge proportion of people would walk in and go, oh, not for me, and would walk straight back yeah, out. Yeah. And I would sort of go, oh, God, that's so rude. But I thought, hang on a minute, it might they just might not do well, well they might not like it or engage with it and and that's fine it took me a while to be okay with that yeah because i mean if i the shoes on the other foot i mean i don't like sport as, no, as a case of example no, there, there are well, plenty that's... of people out there that 
do and yeah. pay a lot of money and yeah. see all these football matches or whatever. I mean, I, I do not engage with that mm. at all. It doesn't mean it's not worthy and it's not good. It's just not my cup of tea. Yeah. And hopefully those I mean, footballers I aren't offended well. by that. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I, I personally, I'd rather take my own teeth out than spend time on a golf course, <laughs> yeah. um, which I'm sure will offend golfers out there. But it's the same thing. I can absolutely see that for some people, it's their life's passion and they yeah. really invest in that. And it's different things for different people. So it's a good idea to remember an analogy like that for all those days when it's raining and someone comes in and barely looks at your work and goes out again. (laughs) Because it does happen. It does happen, yes, absolutely. So um, let's talk about criticism from galleries and maybe sort of in other situations where you're dealing with maybe someone trying to get into an art show or something Mm. where there is feedback on your work and it's not what you want to hear. Yeah, it's... I think for for professional artists that there is a constant dialogue you have with galleries or or putting it into whether it's competitions or dealing with clients or with this bespoke, there needs to be an open dialogue where you have to take on what's positive and bits that are constructive feedback. And I think you have to be open from from the outset Mm. that there may be an opportunity, there may be a point where actually it won't go any further. So the gallery might say, we do appreciate your work, but it's not the right mm. fit for us. And as hard as that is, and that's mm. where you develop thick skin, it, you have to sort of respect the expertise of sometimes the gallery dealer that you're working with or the taste of a, a client that you're working with that it isn't going to carry on yeah. or go any further. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think we both also have experience of uh, working to commission in different ways. You work commission a lot of the time as, mm. as a portrait painter and I've worked to commission for public art projects and in my case negativity comes when things change in a project you know however lovely your picture if the thing's going to be four foot shorter than it was to begin with you're mm. going to have to go again and that's happened to me yeah and I think it's very important when you're working and something changes that is out of your control and you have to redesign or you have to rethink your ideas. Again, that's no personal attack on you. You have to be very open to the fact that as an artist, sometimes things just won't work, as you say, and you have to make changes or they stop working altogether and you have to walk away. Do you think it's, I mean, do you think it's okay to ask for feedback and and, and criticism from from a gallery, for example? Is that? Um, Some galleries are very upfront about the fact that they won't give feedback. Sometimes it's a time thing or what have you. In my experience, most galleries that where you've got to the stage where you're submitting work to them Mm. will give you some form of feedback. And it never hurts to ask. Mm. And yeah, it can hurt... But what I'd say is, is you know, go and have a cup of tea and a bit of a moan to a loved one and then come back and readdress it because the information's valuable. Yeah. And also, there are, I mean, there are different galleries, different types of yes, galleries. So, you know, true. one gallery may say, thank you, but no, thank you. This work isn't the right fit for us. I mean, that's not representative of all other galleries out there no. because there, there may be another gallery that say, we love this. This is the perfect, perfect fit for us. Yeah, that's a good point because you do need to evaluate criticism just because it's coming from a gallery doesn't mean that you have to take it as gospel. Mm. It's always worth sifting through criticism and seeing if it's really applicable or it's just applicable in that scenario, yeah, yeah. things like that. I suppose if there's a theme 
Mm. If you're if you're, if you're yeah. receiving the same type of feedback, yes. If everybody multiple, is saying yeah. to you, "Oh, I don't know, your work's badly framed," let's yeah. say, then maybe your work's badly framed. Yeah. Um, whereas something that's stylistic could well be great for one gallery, awful yeah, for yeah. another. And it's sort of, I suppose it's being true to your voice as an mm. artist. You can't you can't bend at the women. You should not change the way you produce work according to what one person says you know you've got to be authentic to yourself you should hear that feedback and maybe it will help inform you in some way but you have of course absolute artistic integrity and right to say well that's all well and good that's your opinion i think go in different directions yeah i what i would say is that there's a difference between dwelling on negative criticism in a de- in, in a sort of self-destructive way mm. where it feeds into insecurities and it makes you paranoid. And then there's the looking at it and analysing it and thinking, is there something useful for me? Mm. Can I move forward yeah, on the top yeah, yeah. of this? You know, I, it, look at criticism as a positive thing, which I know is really difficult because I struggle with that. Yeah. And try and see it as something to grow from rather than something to eat you up. Mm. Um, so I think that's important to look at the criticism carefully. Now, all of that is easier said than done, particularly when considering feedback and maybe criticism from close uh, relatives and loved ones and friends and family, isn't it? Because it can hurt yeah. a lot more. Yes, I think so. I think uh, when it's a loved one, there's a lot more potential to damage you because they are aware of you as a person mm. and, the, and, and their criticism or their undermining of what you're doing can become very personal very quickly. I suppose what they, they see, I sometimes they, they perhaps find it maybe difficult to divide the you and your work and what they do is they look at you first as opposed to looking at the work. Yes, and of course they know your weak points as well. <laughs> they know where it hurts. So I think my advice in that sort of scenario is to remember that you can step away. You don't have to tell loved ones everything about what you're doing, the kind of art you're making. You don't have to, you know, my my kind of, uh, I always want to run to my family with my pictures and say, oh, look, this is what I'm working on. But just remember that sometimes it's maybe better not to do that. Mm. And you might have a healthier relationship. On a need-to-know basis. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, not, not maybe triggering those those kind of issues that can lead to criticism i often find sometimes my my best critics are the people who are closest to me mm. because it's all very well asking a a supporter and a collector who on the whole are going to be incredibly full of admiration and praise mm. And sometimes... Well, you don't want to say to them, oh, well, I think this is a bit rubbish. Exactly, you, can still, yeah. you can still buy it, <laughs> but I don't think it's a good one. Because, you know, you don't want to sort of, you know, if you're scratching your head yeah. going, oh, I'm not sure about this piece, you know, you want to be presenting that you're absolutely sure. Yes. Um, so so I, I find sometimes that those that I that are close to me and I do respect their, their um, feedback, it can sometimes hurt. So, I mean, a good, a good example is, you know, I... I can sometimes kid myself thinking that this painting I'm doing, I'm like, yeah, this is really good. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, this is really, really good. Sometimes the persona kind of over, takes over a little bit. <laughs> yeah, and, um, and, I'll, and I'll show someone and say, oh, this is really good, isn't it? And they'll look at it and they'll go, oh, yeah, well, well. Yeah, Mr. B does that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's sort of, and sometimes, you know, I, I instantly kind of go, what do you mean? It's really good. I mean, and, and, and they'll go, oh, well, okay, if that's what you think. 
And then suddenly I'll kind of go, how? Well, and, then, well, and then I suppose I, I, I know there's something not right. Yeah. And I'm trying to pull the wool yeah. over their eyes. And, and, I and, think I think we all it, feel and I suppose yeah. it's their honesty. They can see through it and they yeah. can see when things work and when it doesn't. Well, actually, it's funny you should say that because I, I have a way that I edit my work before I show it to other people. And that's by thinking of the two printmakers that I know well and I really respect. And what I do is I look at each picture that I create and I think, would I be happy showing it to them? And if I am not happy with the idea of showing it to them, then I will throw it away. Wow. And that's that's a really savage thing. And I I said this to one of them and he was absolutely horrified. And he said, well, how do you know what I would think? And I said, well, that's not the point. It's what I think you would think. It's just setting a standard for Because you do kind of know heart of hearts. Yeah, yeah, I think you do. If you're not happy with something. So, so, you know, just having them there as imaginary critics sometimes. I suppose I I think I do a similar thing in that I, I would imagine how would this piece of work I've created... How would it look on the wall next to some of my heroes? Yeah, same you know? thing. And if yeah, I'm looking at those thing. great pieces, yeah. and, and how would mine fit? And would I quite proudly say, yes, I'm really happy mm. with that? But if there's something in me mm. going, no, it's not quite yeah. there yet, you know, obviously it's, it's not quite. It, yeah. So it's really interesting that sometimes we impose these critics on ourselves. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. To sort of self But I think that's a do. healthy part of being an artist because you do need to edit and you do need to be realistic. If you're mm. not up to to standard or you feel that there's something wrong with the work then it's a mistake to put it out there yeah representing you as an artist and i, I think, think we'll talk sort of later yeah, on an sure episode we'll about you know how to that. look at your work and sort of edit it as we go so let's have a word about dealing with the public because when you're first starting out actually having strangers giving you negative feedback mm. is quite a toughie yes um i mean i tend to sort of break it down into three categories okay so the first one is the person who's coming out of the rain and they say to you i don't like that and you say oh why is that and they say oh i just don't like it the second one (laughs) is somebody who's looked at your work and they come to you and they say i don't think the composition quite works in that one Mm. and i balance of colors perhaps sort of more analytically yeah yeah and the third one is, and I'm afraid you will encounter them, are people who just want to get a rise out of you. They're just arguing for the sport sort of, of it. Sort of picking and... Yeah. and sort so of... Um, those are the three categories. So how, how do we deal with that sort of three categories? So the first, the people that are just sort of... I don't like it because I don't like yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I always think of that as kind of, it, it's like the three-year-old's argument for not going to bed, really. It's, it's not to be taken very seriously. Yeah. If they can't come up with anything more intelligent to say about it than that you just smile and say thank you very much for your opinion Mm. and forget it and it's also reminding yourself that that as a customer they're they're probably not going to buy your work anyway so you know i say you could be polite and respectful but there's not work there's no point in trying to turn their opinion around really you can try maybe educate them on your point of view and why you did it but if you're bored and you've got time to kill but otherwise but if there's you know you're not going to make a sale out of this and you're not going to make a convert out it's because they're quite happy in their you know understanding persuasion what things are so you can kind of thank you very much move on to the next kind of customer which is that the analytical customer or or critic yes and i always think um that those are interesting they're not easy but it's well worth making the most of what they have to say yeah because they thought about your work they respected your work and thought about it i mean they've looked at it yeah and they've thought about it and they've 
weighted up according to their taste and their understanding of, of, of what visual mm. art may be. So I think you're right. I think sometimes their insight is incredibly valuable. It doesn't matter. It doesn't mean it's right or wrong or whether you should take any type of uh, advice from that uh, feedback and criticism. But I think it's always worthy and valuable to hear well, I think, yeah, say. I mean, there have been one or two occasions where somebody said something to me at a show and I've mulled it over and I thought, you know what, they're right. Yeah. And I've made a change accordingly. Yeah. You know, and I, I've, 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 I think I've had as well that I've, I've a series of paintings and, and a member of the public has noticed something that kind of unites them all that I'd never sort of noticed before. Yeah. Because, because sometimes you're so in, you're focused yes. on the individual yes, work. Of course. And sometimes when they stand back and they might see a collection, whether it's you know an exhibition or whatever, and they're drawing a comparison of a body of work. Yeah, that's which, a really you know, and, I, and I think that is quite useful, you know, whether it's you know in useful or not, it's good to hear it that they're judging yeah. a collection yeah. or a body of work, not an individual piece. Yeah. So I think in a way they are every bit as valuable as a well thought out compliment. Mm. You know, that's they're very useful and, and should always be greeted with um, politeness and enthusiasm, really, because they have given your work thought. So, what about that kind of, you could argue that kind of difficult customer? So, there's someone that's obviously coming in to, you know, just to sort of provoke or to, I suppose, you know, to the, the idea of having a bit of an argument. How do you? Yeah, I mean, what I do is I become very happy and very stupid and I smile <laughs> politely. <laughs> and I just smile politely and say, oh, could could you explain that? Or what do you mean by that? So make them accountable for what yeah, they're just, saying. Just stay very polite and very calm and just not understand. Because the thing about people who get a rise is that they say something provocative mm. and they want you to lash back and then they can go on and build it from there. But if your starting point is, oh, aren't you lovely? And I'd really like to talk to you about that. Could you explain it, please? Mm. It's very hard to keep going mm. as a bully or as someone trying to get a rise yeah. in the face of that. I think as well is they're, they're 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 looking for you to react. Yes. So of course, if you take away the reaction by not yes. reacting, that you know, I was sometimes yes. when I've had that is I, I ask them a question back. Mm. I think it's sort of you did, and mm. and I keep asking them the questions as opposed to sort of almost answering theirs in a way because yeah. you know they're trying to make you feel a bit. Mm you know cross or hot under the collar but if you yeah. ask the question back and turn it on them yeah maybe you can sort of try and you know re-educate a little bit or just sort of to instill your point of view i think so i mean occasionally people have said to me things which are so extraordinarily rude or unpleasant that all i've been able to do is stand there open mouthed but they have <laughs> made the best stories afterwards yes, so i've true. had masses of laughs think, out of them do you think sometimes they mean to say that or do you think sometimes people just well, sort of my, i have them. to tell you one which was my one of my favorites was was somebody who came and looked at my pictures and they they went around and looked at them a bit and then came up to me and said hmm do you ever think about doing something more grown up than lino cut <laughs> I wish, wow. I'd had, I wish I'd had an answer for that, but I just didn't. That wasn't in your well-prepared notes. That wasn't in my well-prepared notes, no. But I, I, I often laugh about her. I, I, I think back to that day and I think that was just so funny. And you will get those... Yeah, you, you will, will always get, some, get people... At some point in your artistic career, you are going to get that sort of... Astonishingly. <laughs> I'm also reminded as well, because if you are in a position where you get someone trying to sort of get a reaction out of you it's something i remembered when i was uh working in in schools and it's this analogy of, of picking up the rope and it's a, it's a wonderful visual analogy and i always re- remember it is that you know when someone wants to have an argument they pick up the rope and they're sort of mm. you know 
enticing you to pick up mm. the rope and then suddenly you're having a tug of war and you're pulling and you're pulling and your job is to not pick up the rope yeah you know and just to sort of just to stay sort of back and 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 sort of be very neutral on it because of course you can't argue if you're not tugging and picking up that rope and and that helps me sort of keep professionally sort of you know distant and respectful that's a really good analogy and also um i would urge you all to listen to our episode on the artist persona Mm. because developing the persona as we discussed in that episode is a really good tool for helping you deal with um this kind of situation Mm. So some criticism actually comes from a point of ignorance, I think, Mm. Um, especially at shows where the public are maybe engaging with you for the first time. Um, As a printmaker, I find people are sometimes dismissive of prints until they learn about the process. And I think that applies a lot to craftspeople as well. Yeah, I think, I mean, I've certainly learned a lot more through knowing you and knowing other printmakers that there's there's a lot more to it than that sort of final outcome. Yeah, I mean, if your idea of print is that you press a button on a machine <laughs> yeah. in an office and out it comes, yeah. of course you're not going to understand the hand-cut, hand-pulled print and yes. what that implies. So I think, you know, when you get characters like that who, I suppose just through no fault of their own, they just don't they don't know the process, they don't know mm. the method that you're working mm. with. Part of, of your, I suppose, your job as the artist is to reveal the, 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 the what goes on behind it. And by developing... A, a deeper appreciation of how you work and what goes on behind, I think will, you know, have the possibility of converting people to... Totally. You know, I mean, it's it's a good idea work. to have a good, slick explanation of, of what you do. Mm. Something that's quite quick and simple to, to um, share with, with somebody mm. so that you can begin to educate them. And mm. if they're wildly enthusiastic, then of course you can go into lots of technical detail and things. But for most people, just learning the basics of the process can be enough to shift them into being interested. And that's a hop and a skip and away from appreciating. Mm. So, you know, do take the time with people like that. So um, the other thing I wanted to talk about is the positive twists that you can put on a bad situation when it comes to negative feedback. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, this is purely a good, this is a marketing strategy in a way, isn't Mm. it? When something terrible goes wrong, how can you kind of put a positive spin on it for your own projection, your own persona, but also to kind of protect yourself as well. And and I mean, for me, I, I remember really strongly that very early on in my uh, career, in fact, it was the, one of the first proper commissions I, I received when I left university. And um, I, I learned a really valuable lesson through what turned out to be a kind of a collapsed commission where it was all, all, right. all kind of turned yeah. sour. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there was quite a lot of negative feedback. And I learned very early on that... I needed to take some sort of contractual agreement before I end, go into such a right. A, a so process. this is sort of burning your fingers and learning. Yeah, from that. and and a financial commitment up front. You know, taking yeah. some sort of deposit of which I didn't do. Oh, so right. you know, I spent okay. a lot of time and effort and resources working on a piece which, at the end, then completely collapsed. Whereas, had I which I do now of having a a solid foundation of an agreement and having it in writing Mm. and making sure we're all kind Mm. of transparent in what we're looking for about this process Um, and a financial deposit Mm. that that should things kind of go away that your time Mm. and materials are covered Mm. um, sets you up for 
a sort of stronger foundation. I learned a great lesson, and I'm very thankful I learned that very early on in my yeah. career, as opposed to kind of well, it must. Much have, later yeah, on. I mean, it's it's a sharp wake up call, isn't it, when something like that happens? Mm. Because it does make you address all the things that can go wrong and and sort them out. So when you get this negativity. It's a, it's, it's a bit of a cliche, I suppose, but there's, must, there's some sort of silver lining that you can take from this. You can always sort of learn so. and, and self-development to kind of propel yourself that, uh, a little forward, building up your resilience as you go. Absolutely. So, Laura, what are our takeaways for this episode? Uh, well, I think the takeaway is that all criticism is worth thinking about, but it's important not to let it eat away at your confidence. Use useful criticism to improve... And just forget the rest, unless it's so outrageous that you can dine out on it and have a good laugh with your artistic friends. Thank you for listening. You can catch up with the stuff we've covered in our show notes on our website, askanartistpodcast.com. In the meantime, please help us by subscribing to our podcast, give us a wonderful review and tell all your would-be artist friends about us. 